Hello and welcome to the Culture Quest. We are but humble adventurers and today we take a deep look at ourselves. With me, as always, are Peter. Hello. And Bario. Hello. And I am Inon. Thank you, the listeners at home, for taking part in our noble quest. So this is our third casual, spontaneous and fun lockdown bonus episode. We've always enjoyed taking interesting questions from Ask Reddit and discussing our answers. Uh, we've done that in quite a few Tavern Talk segments so far. Uh, that's why we've decided today to do a mega version of that. Uh, we're going to look up a few random questions. Each of us will get a chance to answer them. And there's no telling what we might learn about ourselves today. Before we jump into that, I wanted to quickly talk about a few upcoming episodes and other cool things we're doing. So um, in terms of our upcoming episodes, I think that some really exciting things are headed our way. Our next episode is going to be a side quest about the Anthropocene, which is a scientific term that originates in the field of geology, but sort of became this interesting phenomena. I've been editing the episode in the last couple of days, and I think that this is going to be one of our most compelling discussions. And the episode after that is going to be about Joss Whedon's Firefly and Serenity. We're going to let the geeks inside us loose for a while. Um, and then we're going to have an episode about Queen's Live at Wembley from 1986. I think all of us here really love Queen, so I can't wait to talk about that. And I also want to let you guys know about a few other things that I myself have recently done. I had the chance to appear on a few other podcasts as a guest, and these are some really good podcasts by really talented people, and I'll tell you all about them, and if you want to give them a go, you can start with the episodes I'm in. That way you'll have a familiar voice to listen to. So um, the first one is the All the People You Should Know podcast. It's a history podcast in which every episode focuses on a historical figure that is not very well known today. I think it's really well made. Uh, in the episode I was on, we each brought up one historical figure. I talked about Christian Ehrenberg, which is a scientist and an explorer that was pretty big in the 19th century. And my connection to him was that when he was exploring in the Red Sea, he named a bunch of coral species, including the one that I am researching today. Uh, Josh, the host of the podcast, brought up Francisco de Bobadilla, a historical figure whose um, story is tied up with Christopher Columbus's. Uh, something fun with the episode uh, <laughs> that I wanted to bring up is that when we started recording, Josh brought up that Terran Talk segment we did a while back, um, where we each brought up a favorite quote and asked me about Barrio's quote. If you remember, that quote was, To forgive is divine, but never pay a full price for a late pizza. He asked me if we know where the quote comes from. And I told him I, I myself had no idea. I guess you guys didn't as well. He told me that the second he heard that quote, he immediately remembered uh, that he heard it on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> I got all these precious gems stuck in the, in the back of my mind from the 90s. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I think, like, out of all the quotes we mentioned, Barrios might have been the best. Like, we all liked it. We all analyzed it for a while. And as it turns out, it's a Raphael quote. <laughs> Just a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles quote. <laughs> it's Raphael? I think it's Michelangelo. It sounds like Michelangelo. I, it might have been. Uh, it's kind of hard to say because... At the moment that they're saying that quote, uh, you only uh, see the grate from above, the, the sewer from above. You can't see who's talking. So I kind of figured it was Raphael because, you know, he's kind of the cool guy with all the cool quotes and stuff, but I don't really know. Actually, it's more of a Zen-like quote. So Michelangelo and pizza, mm, it's kind of, I don't know, yeah. it sends the, 
Send that vibe. Um, the second podcast I've been a, a guest on is the Bacon Games Fantasy Sports Podcast, which is a mainly uh, sports-focused podcast, and at the moment it's mostly about the NFL, because, well, at the moment that's the only league that's producing news at the moment. Um, I was on it, and Jesse, the host, and I talked about the NFL in general and about the Seahawks, which is a team that I follow, and it was a lot of fun. I think that... If you're into sports at all, you should check it out because Jesse, he's such a knowledgeable guy and like you can totally repeat what you hear on the podcast and conversations with your friends and kind of make it seem like you know what you're talking about. So uh, check it out. And the third podcast I was on is the Bulldogs and Dragons podcast, which is a D&D podcast in which the main story kind of follows a few young adventurers that are attending um, the Milestone Academy. And the thing is, they usually get together and record this podcast, but because of the quarantine, that's impossible at the moment. So instead of letting the podcast go on hiatus, um, Joseph, the dungeon master, gathered a group of podcasters, and we're doing another story that's set a few generations before the main story and kind of tells about the history of the world. Uh, like I said, I play alongside a few other podcasters, which are Kent from the Bad Audiobook Podcast, David from the Dungeons and Chill Podcast, and Jesse, uh, who I've already mentioned today, from the Bacon Games Fantasy Sports Podcast. And so far, this has been a lot of fun. The other players are awesome, and Joseph, the DM, he really knows his stuff. And I, the first episode just came out. I think this is going to be three or four episodes or so. I'm not exactly sure. And, of course, I'll include links to each and every one of these podcasts in the show notes. So, let's head into the main discussion. We're going to do a few S-Credit questions, which it's kind of an S-Credit extravaganza, or I like to call it Ask-Travaganza. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, you don't get that one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to choose the first question we talk about? Uh, what movie is guaranteed to make you cry? Huh. Do you guys cry at movies a lot? Oh my god. Like a baby. Really? I mean, I wasn't like that when I was younger. I think something just broke inside of me when I discovered the real world as a mature person. And now pretty much every movie that tries to make me cry, I just, you know, just get <laughs> so emotional. I, a few years ago, like I used to go to work in the mornings, come back home in the afternoons, and then watch a couple of movies every day. And I don't remember which movie, but like, I don't, I, I don't cry a lot of movies, but at that point in my life, for some reason, I don't know, I had like a very sensitive couple of months or something, and I don't remember which movie it was. Something, maybe a chick flick, really made me cry, because I remember... Like, being totally devastated and, and talking to myself and, and saying things like, why doesn't she love him? <laughs> I don't remember. I have to remember. I have to find out which movie it was. I really can't remember. Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't know. Peter, what about you? I, I remember, I don't cry in many movies, but um, I do remember going to the cinema and I was actually bawling because I was actually pretty young and I had a dog at the time. Um, Marley and me. I've only seen it once, so I can't really recall the details, but Marley and Me was like a tearjerker. I remember that. But I've actually got a podcast that I cried at. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think I've mentioned it maybe, but it's um, the Reply All episode, The Case of the Missing Hit. Have you guys 
heard that? Nope. No, I plan to listen to it, but no, not yet. Uh, well, this guy has like sort of like an earworm for a song um, from the 90s, and no one knows what it is. So the people from Reply All, they do this sort of a super tech support, they call it, where um, they have to like track down what the original song was, and without ruining everything, they get to like a sort of what you would call a satisfying ending. And the when the guy was listening to the actual song that he was sort of humming in his head and he was and it's been like in his head for like 15 years then i was like wow like that's so emotional so yeah mm, cool i can totally see that i remember the story about a movie that that made me wept i was just after a big trip where me and Inon did a part of it but then we split up and i was in in mexico for about a month and then i went to belize and I flew back to Mexico City and it all just started to be real I was I was tired you know I was I mean I had I had the time of my life in that trip but I was kind of feeling that one period of my life has ended and I'm continuing to another and I landed at uh, at uh, Mexico City so I landed around I think 2 a.m. and I had my flight back home around uh, 7 I think so I just stayed at the airport and, and tried to pass the time. And I got a couple of movies on my, uh, I had this small laptop with me. And I started watching uh, The Fault is with Our Stars or something like that. Oh, that's a great movie, <laughs> The Fault, the and fault I in Our Star. completely remember it. You know, I, I was sitting, I think, at a table uh, in front of McDonald's and everyone around me <laughs> was just, you know, shady people like me that just like, you're not supposed to be there at that hour. And <laughs> I'm just seeing it all. And I just started weeping at the end. I, I don't know. I, I think I was just exhausted, you know, and it's also a, a really sad movie. Yeah. Kind of a young adult drama. Yeah, but, you know, it's a lot about death and, and things that yeah. end and everything is temporary. And and I don't know, it just takes you this emotional roller coaster. And, and I was... So exhausted to begin with, I, I remember I just I just took my coat and covered myself in it and just wept, you know, in front of the computer. <laughs> it was such a weird scenario. <laughs> ah, that was fun. Okay, so what's uh, the next question you guys want to talk about? Okay, I have I have one. Um, at what moment did you stop and thought, "Ooh, I fucked up"? Hmm, hmm. That's a good question. It it doesn't really work for me. I just suppress all my bad memories. So. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Um, so in my job, we we develop software, right? And our software is kind of what you call a SaaS, which is software as a service, where you we got like a couple of servers that serve all our customers. We got around, you know, 700, 800 customers. And in general, they serve a couple thousand sites. And, and those couple thousand of sites kind of serve... <laughs> couple tens of millions of users uh, global-wide. And our software is pretty critical because what we do is we kind of enable people to log in. So if they want to buy something or or look at something or advertise or anything, you first need to log in because we need to know who you are in order for the actual site or application to work. Um, mm. So we had this change and it was really minor and uh, we deployed it, we monitored it, Everything looked fine. And then, you know, there was a, 
there was a happy hour. So we went and we started drinking and we had good time and, and everything was really nice. And I got pretty, pretty drunk. And then uh, someone comes and says, uh, there's uh, this customer that says he has, a, has an, emer- an emergency. So saying, okay, just give me two minutes, I'm, I'm coming. Then I get another phone call, another customer with another emergency. Okay. No. So, so I, I go to our, we got like, a, it's called NOC, Network Operations Center, right? That's like the guy who monitors everything. And then he just runs into the room and he says, uh, guys, there's no traffic. Like everything stopped working. It's not just one site. It's not just one customer. It's all the customers with all the millions of users. Ooh. And I was drunk and and i was thinking wait wait why 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 <laughs> oh and then i like i figured um like something that we couldn't replicate in our development environment and would probably only come into play in production and then i had like oh fuck <laughs> so i just you know run still inebriated <laughs> to my computer and just like we gotta roll this back we gotta roll this back and um <laughs> And then you know it was done, and I was like, I was like, "Whoo, that was fun." And then like my boss kind of picks from uh, the other way of the room. He says, "We need, we need uh, to do. We got uh, this process called a post mortem. When when we have this uh, downtime, then we have to send like an explanation why it happened." So he's like, uh, "We need the post mortem until tomorrow morning." Okay, bye. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I'm not in the condition oh, to God. do it." Um, but I did it anyway and, uh, and everything was fine, but yeah, it was just like one of the worst things I've ever done in my career. You know, it's just, it was just such a small thing and, and you didn't take into account something and just fuck. <laughs> How long was the downtown period all in all? Like a few minutes? No, I think it was around, um, half an hour, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's, oh it's just, yeah. <laughs> like imagine you got, you got, you know, I don't, I don't want to mention any, any client, but just imagine that you're a big company that you kind of depend on selling stuff and you can't sell stuff for an hour. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> I have a, I fucked up moment, but it affected basically just me. It's kind of a moment that I'm a bit embarrassed of. So a couple of years ago, I told you guys about it recently. I used to do this blog. Uh, I used to write all kinds of articles about things that I find interesting. I did it as a hobby. I had a lot of fun doing it. And I think that all in all, when I stopped doing it, when I started my master's degree and I couldn't find the time for it, I had like, I don't remember, eight, nine or 10 articles. And I think like three or four more that I was in the middle of researching. And I had this... Google account with uh, that's kind of like a professional account, you know, that you have uh, your own domain name and you have your own unlimited Google Drive uh, account and everything. And I used to store everything there. You know, when I stopped doing the, the blog, I kind of gave it some time to see if maybe I'll find an opportunity to do it again. But then after I, a couple of months, I decided, well, uh, this is at least for now, I'm not going to be doing it. So I backed everything up. Like I downloaded the whole content of my Google Drive. I used to do everything on Google Drive. And then I shut down the account. I basically unsubscribed from that Google account. 
and that's it. And then the moment I clicked unsubscribe, the, the moment I clicked cancel the account, I realized that almost all of the data I've collected was in either Google Docs or Google Sheets, which, you know, when you download the whole content of the drive, it'll download shortcuts to these files. But the moment I shut down the account, everything was deleted. Oh, no. And the moment I realized that, I went like, oh, fuck. I can't believe I, I like everything I worked for. I, I still have the, um, the, the published articles, uh, the final products, basically. But all of the things I was still working on, all of the data I was collecting, all of the earlier versions. I also had kind of, you know, I wanted to practice writing. Everyone always says, write every day, even if it's nothing important, just practice writing. So I had this really long diary file kind of that I just wrote about writing, about, you know, what I did that day and stuff, and everything was lost. Fuck, man. Yeah, every time I think about that, it still kind of hurts hurts inside. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> That's pretty devastating. Horrible stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, my Mine's still pretty fresh, so it's um, still I've still got oh. PTSD from it. <laughs> but, um, so I went to China in 2018, and my first day there, I, I was joining up with a group, but there, I wasn't joining up with a group for another day, so I got there a day early. And um, so I went to the hotel and everything like that. And I thought, oh, you know, first day in Beijing, let's just go to the city first night. Couldn't be that bad. So I went to the city. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like it was pretty big and stuff. And I was kind of like trying to remember like the streets I was going down, like how to get home and stuff. But anyway, I sort of like relaxed a little bit and I was sort of going around the shops. And then these two, they were sort of older. They would have been in like their 30s or 40s probably late 30s or something they were like graduate students and they asked me if I was like lost or if um you know because I'm I'm the only white guy in <laughs> Beijing at that point basically um I'm like yeah yeah I'm fine you know, oh, how are you and like because I spoke a little bit of Chinese at that point oh. I was I was sort of talking to them and um they were like, oh do you want to go like grab a drink or something I was like yeah why not like you know not meeting up with people for like another day. So may as well just, you know, relax and stuff. So we went upstairs into this tea house, which is <laughs> a bad idea. So okay. turns out these people aren't friends. Um, but it's an, it's a scam. Oh. It's a scam. And I knew just enough of Chinese to realize I was getting into a scam, like maybe 30 minutes into it. And, I was lucky because I didn't bring, like, all of my wallet. I just brought, like, I, I did it deliberately, but I probably brought, like, $40 or something like that. And we had probably, had like, a two or three cups of tea or something like that. And it was $40. Oh. And it was would have been way more oh. expensive, but only because I had $40. They were like, oh, fine. <laughs> and it did not go well. So, and they were trying to get my, like, hotel, like, thing and everything like that. And I was just like, I just gave him a oh, fake address. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yep, see ya. And I just went straight back to my hotel, locked the door. And I was just like, yep, this is fun. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Scary shit. Yeah, definitely scary. Yeah. It like, you could tell because most tea shops don't have door security. <laughs> like that's how you know. And most of them aren't upstairs in like 
a private room. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just if you know, just be careful if you if you go to, you know, Beijing or something like that, and people ask you to get grub tea. It's it can sometimes not be a completely altruistic <laughs> offer. Ah, that's a hell of an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, what is your fifteen minutes of fame? Like from the "Ooh, I fucked up" to the fifteen minutes of fame. Hmm. hmm. I have something like kind of relates because I, it's something about the blog I did. When I did the blog, I used to uh, publish all the articles on my website, a website that I was running on Squarespace, I think. And I also published them on a website called medium.com, which, you know, everyone can write a blog on and uh, you can basically monetize it. I wasn't looking into making money out of it, but... I thought of it as a way to kind of help push out my uh, articles to a new crowd, to a new audience, and you'll get some more exposure. So I used to get 20 to 30 reads on each article. I think either my fifth or sixth or something like that article, I got an email that like one of my articles is doing better than the rest. So it was an article about Carl Linnaeus. He's a Swedish botanist and zoologist. And he basically started the whole binomial nomenclature thing. He's known as the father of modern taxonomy. So I did an article about that. And for some reason, it got around 80 reads, I think. So the, the, the medium, the website sent me a message saying, this is getting some attention and we'd like to put it on the front page. Oh. So I said... Oh, yeah, go for it. And they, you know, they kind of tell you, uh, we're gonna go over the article, uh, kind of make sure that everything is credited, and it's gonna take a few days, and then we'll publish it. I think it took like two weeks, but then they published it, and I think it got around 12,000 reads, and I got a lot of comments, and... Like I said, I stopped writing the blog after a while, but every once in a while I go on my username on medium.com. I think I'm still getting like 300 views a month or so, which is pretty good. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, kudos. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I really have a 15 minutes of fame. I'm trying to think of something, but um, I get more like little doses of 30 <laughs> seconds of <laughs> fame. Fame well, micro I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I would actually pay for that. You know, it's not, it sounds good. <laughs> well, um, about five or six years ago, I used to ride um, like BMX bikes and like skate parks. And um, I was like one of like the first people to kind of learn how to like backflip over things. Wow. And I bought a bike actually at the start of last year or maybe halfway through last year just um just to get a bit of exercise i don't ride it too often like once every month or two but um basically like every time i do a backflip just people in like the surrounding areas just like look and stare and this like what so yeah i i get like this weird 30 seconds of people just like thinking i'm an absolute <laughs> pro but really i just used to ride a little bit <laughs> so yeah peter are, are people surprised after they say you do that those tricks and then you tell them you're an accountant did they do these <laughs> things work together yeah there is a juxtaposition isn't there i i'm a pretty relaxed person as well like most people sort of have a sort of like tattoos or just like loud music or something like that but i go down literally just for the exercise like mm. a cardio so um, it, it's very weird to see someone who's like just trying to work up a sweat and then 
um, starts doing like backflips and stuff. So um, it, yeah, it, it is a bit weird. <laughs> Barry, what about you? I guess, I guess the only thing that I'm good at is programming. So and podcasting. Uh, Don't cut yourself short. Do you want to tell the story of how we almost, but not really, got close to being on TV this year? <laughs> Well, it's very close to a minute of fame, but, you know, it's more of a zero minutes of fame. Yeah. Like, I think when 2020 started, you kind of wanted to make this kind of an adventurous year, right? Yeah, I still am. That's why um, this uh, <laughs> quarantine situation is very challenging. So I have an excuse. But yeah, you know, 2020 started and... and wanted to have a couple of adventures and like while i was thinking it i was scrolling through facebook yeah it's very adventurous and then i got this ad for you know casting uh for for uh, casting extras a talent agency or something yeah it's a talent yeah. agency for casting extras to tv shows and i thought oh that could be interesting so i actually uh, messaged them because it's very easy i i texted them like this really weird message that I want to be an extra. And <laughs> I guess they, I, I don't know why they didn't answer, probably because they thought I was weird, but they, they answered, <laughs> um, send us your picture and age. And I was with Inon and a couple of other friends. So I, t- <laughs> I told them the story. And then we took a picture of uh, me, Inon, and, and another guy. And posted it back, and we said, "Yeah, we're uh, you know we're 30. This is us. We we shot. We sent them you know both uh, front and profile pics of us. We said we're <laughs> yeah. looking we're looking to we're looking to get to Hollywood. We're on board. <laughs> uh, then then they said, okay, cool. You got an audition um, in this day, in that hour, in that place. So I texted them." Uh, do we need to prepare the dialogues or monologues? And they said, don't worry, we're, we're going to give you something there. So we, we got really excited. We actually, and, and actually, I actually bailed from a very important meeting in order to go to that audition. <laughs> and I told everyone that, yeah, I got some personal stuff. Uh, and I was thinking, yeah, that, this is my chance. I'm going to make it big. So I met Inon. Yeah, and the other guy couldn't come. Yeah, he bailed because he has a kid or something. But uh, no, we love, we love that kid. Uh, Shaked, when you're hearing it, when you're older, only think good things about your uncles. So we went there and it It was a beautiful office. Yeah. Beautiful people there. It was like this really chic office with everyone just looking top notch. You know, even the receptionist just, you know, everyone's a model. And me and I get there with jeans and (laughs) and just normal plain t-shirts. And everyone is there for the for the audition of their lives, and we're just like joking around and and we're filling filling details. <laughs> I don't know, and, and I just I just joke around the the entire form. Like they say, um, why do you want to act? And I was like, because I'm an adventurer or something weird like that. <laughs> because I I just thought it was you know kind of. Uh, we went as a kind of half as a joke. Like if we did get to go on TV. We'd be happy to, but we didn't expect anything, so we joked around. Yeah, I, I really wanted, but but you know, so <laughs> they they called us in, they called one of us in, and then we asked, "Can we go together?" <laughs> and, the, and the lady there said, "Yeah, sure." And she got us in, and she started interviewing us, and then she started going over our forms, which kind of turned to be a bit of embarrassing because I answered all probably probably all the wrong answers. 
but we kind of joked around and it was and it was funny and then they she gave each of us a monologue to kind of go and practice outside and then she's gonna film us oh and she said that we're a precious commodity because because we're older yeah they don't get people 30 years old or Apparently, older. <laughs> everyone who goes to that agency is around you know their 20s and me and Inon, we look like we made something with our lives and we're already seeing stuff and that's the kind of actors they're looking for. <laughs> they, they need people to play the father figure every once yeah, in a while. <laughs> so exactly according to that, they gave us two different monologues about fathers talking, doing monologues about their kids. So <laughs> yeah, you were like in your monologue, you were talking to a kid, right? Yeah, I think I so. You did it so convincingly. You felt like a father figure when we were practicing outside yeah, the I hall. Yeah, I was actually trying to think about, about that friend's daughter and imagine what, what I would <laughs> say to her as, as an uncle slash, uh, well, uncle probably, but you know, it's a father figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we went and we practiced. And we practiced and we took selfies and we sent it to other friends yeah. <laughs> and it was really fun experience and then we got in and we did the monologues and um, she she got really excited and then she took us back both back in and she said well you did a great job you in on you're you're great and you're good you barrio you're a bit too theatrical um, <laughs> but you're also great and what what I want to suggest to you is you And we were like, well, okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get it. We're gonna get the, the, the roles our time yeah, in the sun. our 15 minutes of fame, the role of a, of a lifetime. Yep. <laughs> What I'm going to suggest to you is you pay four thousand dollars and we'll get you uh, into acting school uh, that you meet every yep. evening and and we were like, ah, oh, I can't believe it. all of this and it was a scam to just you know get us really into it and then, get money for acting schools it's what it was like this really yeah, they make it seem like there's actually a chance yeah there. It, it seemed like a very very elaborate ad yep just you know where we invest all the time yeah it was very disappointing it was a very fun day though yeah it was it was incredibly funny and we said yeah we'll think about it but you know if you could get it for free no we can't get it for free okay so we'll think about it <laughs> um And the thing is that the kids there, like all the 18, 19, 20-year-olds there, came dressed up for, for, for the edition, and they really were into it and everything. I can really see them falling into the trap. Yeah, I think I also had a couple of thoughts, you know, because you're already there, you kind of experienced it, you're, you're invested, you know, you put the time and effort. And then they ask it, and, and they make you feel like you just need to work on this and that, we'll get you a book, we'll send it to the relevant agencies, and bam, you're in business. Yeah. yeah, but we're, we're smarter than that, probably because of our old, old age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I knew it was a, a fake, is even before she mentioned that we had to pay for it, it's when she said I was good, because boy, oh boy, I wasn't good. <laughs> The moment I saw that camera, I basically froze, and I read my monologue. I think my monologue was about, like, I'm an older guy, and I'm, I'm breaking up with this really young girl or something, And I started reading it and all I can think of why 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 is she filming it and and I froze and I read it just awfully so when she said that I was good I was like I wasn't good you don't know what you're talking about what, what what's the deal here <laughs> <laughs> what's your motive uh, do you guys want to move on to the next question yeah um, if you could have one more season of any TV show that's ended what would it be? You paused there, so I thought you were talking like another season. 
that isn't spring or summer or fall. <laughs> so, like, what would it be? Uh, I think, firefly. like, yeah, the obvious, <laughs> obvious answer. Uh, the, the Firefly episode we've, we've done isn't out yet, but the obvious answer is Firefly. I, I got one. There's a, in, on Netflix, there's a series called Happy. There are two seasons. The first one is brilliant. The second one is a bit less, but, but I still enjoyed it. It's about this person who sees his daughter's imaginary friend. And it's just one of, I don't know, it's a crazy series. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I wish there was another season, but I think it got canceled. Mm. Do you have anything, Peter? Oh, I know. I know what you want. Do you want the Green Arrow one? Or uh, what was it uh, that you told us about the Green Lantern? Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. Was that it? Um, yeah. Uh, you're making me re- rethink it now. Oh. I, maybe it is Daredevil. Well, I'm, I'm going to say the one I was originally going to say, but I would like another season of Daredevil. The only reason I didn't really think of it was because I kind of feel like it might come back, mm. so it's not ended yeah. completely. Um, but no, the one I want is like, probably wouldn't even be in my top 10 sort of TV Mm. shows, but I just really enjoyed having it there to watch. Like, and at one point it came out every week on Netflix. So I just, I just tuned in every like Thursday when it came out and, you know, texted my friend who also watched it and it's, um, designated survivor. Have you guys ever watched it? No, I didn't. No. Oh, it's, um, it's basically like. It's it's in the Oval Office, like the White House, and they just follow a president sort of doing his, you know, daily thing. But this guy turns out to be like the anti-Donald Trump. He's so good, like in every aspect. But um, yeah, it was just, it was getting really interesting. But I think it's been cancelled for, um, it did three seasons. Mm. So I think it's just been cancelled. But I would have really liked one more, one more um, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to say. I really loved my name is Earl from I think it's early 2000s. I really loved the first season and then the second, third and fourth weren't as good, but I like still would want to watch another season of it if I could. Hmm. So um, let me ask you guys a question. What's your favorite subreddit to binge read? Oh, I love this question because I really take pride in the subreddits I um, subscribe to. Although I would say, like, I also subscribe to some garbage ones. You but have to, yeah. You have to. This and they're so cringy, but it's it's still still funny. I don't binge a lot in Reddit. I mm. kind of rely on uh, the recommendation that it pushes. But if I do, definitely a guilty pleasure to do before I go to sleep is just food porn. Oh, really? It's kind of awful, but <laughs> I just, I just, you know, scroll and watch delicious things that people make <laughs> around the world. And uh, then I fall asleep hungry, which is weird. <laughs> and, I, and I dream about food and, and I wake up starving. Um, and, and I go and eat something that I shouldn't eat because it's it's in the refrigerator and yeah <laughs> welcome to my life what about you peter all right i've got a list of them but i'll stand behind one as the absolute best subreddit okay like this is if you're going to sub to one it's got to be this one and it's r slash well that sucks oh yeah it's a good one that is such a good one like if you just want to feel better about yourself <laughs> just go to r slash well that sucks and oh, it's so liberating just to see like the trauma that other people go through just by like 
dropping like birthday cakes and like getting like stuff on their white clothes and stuff. It's just so good. So good. <laughs> um, for me, um, th- this is my Reddit routine kind of. I'm going on Reddit. I do like a couple of minutes on the front page and then I go to the NFL subreddit to check out the news. And then I go to gaming subreddit, which I really enjoy, uh, you know, for all the memes and stuff. And then I usually get stuck uh, for, I don't know, an hour or so. And I really like to binge the Am I the Asshole subreddit. Uh. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know it? I guess, Peter, you do. No. I think I've blocked it. Uh, it's basically people tell stories about stuff that happened to them. They're saying like, oh, yeah, this is what I did. I need your answers. Am I the asshole? Like, was I wrong to do this? Or is he wrong to do that? Like, right now there's, am I the asshole for not letting my sister see her kids? And there's a story there. And there's, am I the asshole for adopting a kid my friend's sister had planned to adopt? (laughs) You know? So it's all kinds of weird stories. (laughs) There's all these weird stories, all kinds of stuff that people have done. Some are worse. Some are, like, okay and, and all. And people chime in and like the in the comments, the first comment in each thread has to be uh, a judgment call. Like, you're the asshole. You're not the asshole. There are no assholes here. Uh, more information is needed and stuff like that. <laughs> and the the after, I think, 18 hours, the top comment is the one that kind of wins. You can vote for the comment that you agree on. Wow. Ah. Yeah. It's wow. really good. And like... If you get, you know, to the top comment, then you get this flare that you can put on. And there's all kinds of levels. Like, there's uh, the, the first level is participant, like participant, but with asshole. <laughs> I thought you just couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh. There's a lot of things I can't pronounce, but I managed this one. And there's like the ninth level is asshole enthusiast. Hmm. Uh, the 14th level is asshole aficionado. And it's just really fun. You can read about all kinds of weird stories. Some of them are very relatable. Some of them much less so. And I I can spend hours here. (laughs) What's the story about the guy who adopted the kids that his sister wanted to adopt? Uh, Am I the asshole for adopting a kid my friend's sister had planned to adopt? Uh, It's a long story. I'm not going to go over it. Uh, (laughs) But let's see. People are saying, not the asshole. Hmm. Okay, I got one. What's a fictional food or drink that you wish you could have in real life? Oh, my God. Did you guys ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. No, I've never seen it. You never saw it? Okay. Well, I guess I guess it's something that's probably pretty common in, in anime. But, like, sometimes there's this huge table filled with different types of food. And I guess most of them, <laughs> most of it is, is real food. I, I'm not sure if it's made up. But it's it always got this flare you know and the camera is is kind of floating above it and then i don't know every time i sit i know it doesn't it doesn't look like real food right it's it's drawn but (laughs) i'm drawn to it (laughs) it seemed i I just i just want to sit and eat an entire table of anime (laughs) food (laughs) i when i grew up i used to read a lot of those um asterix comics um and in those comics you know there are a bunch of gallic people i think and the whenever there's this fancy dinner or something, they're just making a bunch of roast boars, and they make it look so tasty. I always dreamed of 
having one of those. Man, I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, you probably want something from Harry Potter, right? There's so many, so many things there. Yeah. I knew it. The yeah. butterbeer? <laughs> yeah. Butterbeer, yeah. <laughs> There's also the... It uh, is butterbeer. Also, the, I always like the uh, Betty Bop candy or something, uh, jelly beans. Yeah, all flavors uh, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Which, I uh, like, the, I think the adventure of eating them is fun, you know, not knowing what you get. But all in all, jelly beans aren't that great, so I, I'm, I'm not too much into them. Yeah. A friend actually went to the London Harry Potter world, and he had butterbeer there, and apparently it's not very good. Oh, really? But you can make your own. I'm going to make my own and I'm going to make it great. So yeah. I'm organizing a Harry Potter party once I finish all the books and <laughs> um, then we'll watch all the movies over a long weekend and do some like games and role play and other stuff. Uh, but I'm definitely going to make butterbeer and cool. it's going to be good. Wow, that sounds amazing. There's a bunch of different uh, recipes, I think, for butterbeer. I I want to check it out as well. Like it sounds so fun. <laughs> I imagine it would have a like butterscotch sort of taste. But also sort of like alcoholic and a bit foamy. Yeah. You know? Um, they say it is the small things in life that make it better. What is your small thing right now? And hmm. a lot of people uh, replied, my dick, so don't use it. <laughs> 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 you know, I'll start. I recently watched this video that says that, you know, being happy is a state of mind. Well, that's not really groundbreaking, but... What was interesting with that video is that they said that you need to kind of train your mind to be happy because at, at the end, like, it's all about conditioning, right? So they gave this kind of challenge to try every once in a while uh, to think of five things today that you're grateful for uh, that you saw this day or the last couple of days. Just, you know, small things. It doesn't have to be something really, really big. And I got to say, it works. It just, you know, it, it helps you focus on, on those small things that, that you're grateful for. So I kind of had this training. So I actually opened with myself a, a WhatsApp group so I can write those things down. <laughs> it's a very active group. <laughs> yeah, it's just me and myself. It's really easy to just focus on the bad things in life because, I don't know, maybe it's kind of an adaptation. You know, you have to always pay attention to all the things that can hurt you or, or harm you or whatever. And just taking the time every once in a while to kind of thinking to yourself, what, what's actually good? Or the fact that things aren't as bad as they seem and you can actually practice becoming happy. And that builds up over time. And, and it's, it's a good thing to do. What about you, Peter? Um, I've got three things. First thing is I've got this beer glass, which is kind of small. It's probably only 200 mil. Mm. But it's just got such a, it, it looks like an old fashioned Irish pub glass. So it's, it looks like a classic sort of stein, like it's got a handle and it's sort of, it is round, but it's sort of got like a indentation at the bottom mm. and it's got this big sort of like fake bottom, you know, yeah. so you can like put your finger like at the bottom into it. And it's kind of just reminds me of like a really old fashioned pub. And it's my favorite glass to drink out of. I think people underrate good glasses. Yeah. That, yeah. That's beautiful. Send a picture. I will. I'll send a nice, like, cinematic one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, number one. Um, number two would be definitely not sponsored, but it would be audible. Like, just having books read to you 
is so nice. Mm-hmm. So um, I know for the Harry Potter series, I I've got it on my Kindle and I've got it on Audible. So I just get a Bluetooth speaker or like Bluetooth headphones or something like that, and I just read along whilst Stephen Fry reads it to me, and it's so relaxing so nice audiobooks are very popular these days and i think that not enough people know how fun it is to read the book as you're listening to it it's it's, it's so fun it's just so engrossing you know you there's suddenly no distractions and you can just really get into it i love it yeah it sets like a good pace as well yeah and it's never too fast so it's like not rushing it makes you one, appreciate it more, but it also allows you to, like, read for longer. So, um, I find, like, if I'm reading it without any audio, I feel like five chapters and I'm done. But if I'm reading it with the audio as well, suddenly, like, I'm reading for, like, ten chapters at least. Oh. So, I totally Peter, what do you now read without audio? Do you hear Stephen Fry's voice in your head? I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad <laughs> not thing. Not at all. <laughs> My number three um, is definitely, if you can, get a cat. <laughs> Cats are great. I would just hate to be in this quarantine without a cat. And like often she sort of just gets on my desk while I'm trying to work, which is fine. But So like you take a bit of a productivity hit, but it's definitely worth it. Because then you can just take five minutes out to sort of converse with the cat, you know, and just having another life form like in the house, which isn't another human, is just so nice. Hmm. I think that when we were kids, my mom didn't want us to get a cat, so she told us that we were allergic. <laughs> so throughout my life, I thought I was allergic to cats. And like when I was 15 or 16, I noticed that I'm sitting next to cats and, and there's nothing, nothing happening. So I, I just figured it out. Like maybe my mom lied to me. But still, like my entire life, I tried to keep away from cats and... It's just so ingrained in me now. I'm kind of afraid of cats. Yeah, I think I'm definitely missing a pet in this quarantine. Like, I, I go for walks every once in a while, and I went with a, with a friend the other day, and and he and suddenly he stopped and said, dude, you got to you gotta get a dog. You keep smiling at stranger dogs that, that pass by. And then suddenly I noticed that every dog that, that came across, I was like, oh, hi, buddy. Cool. Um, Peter, do you want to give us a question? Sure. Um, what are your pet peeves? I got an answer. I just can't stand people who just throw cigarette butts on the street. Like people who smoke in the street, will they're probably smoking a lot. So they probably do it pretty frequently. And there's just no excuse to do it. I mean... Here in the city, there are trash cans everywhere. You literally need to go 10 steps to get to one. And just throw it there. It's complete lack of caring about your immediate surrounding and kind of like thinking, nah, it's not my problem. Someone someone else will deal with it. I, I, I get the feeling that these are the same people who stand still and talk on the phone at the entrance or the uh, exit of uh, an escalator. And you're like, get the yeah. fuck out of the way. Just move aside and keep talking there. You don't <laughs> have to stand still there where everyone's trying to keep, to pass through. It's like something that you can forgive if it's a, if a kid is doing it or maybe, maybe a teenager. But as a grown-ass adult, man, just yeah. look around and understand you're not alone. Yeah, I totally agree. Peter, do you have one? It's going to sound really whiny, 
but I really hate when people like it can be like podcasters or news presenters or it's usually podcasters so this is happening a lot during quarantine but because they usually have a studio they're recording but now they're recording remote they sometimes they say sorry guys I'm recording at home so I'm recording just into like my laptop mic and it just sounds like absolute trash and I feel really bad saying it because I remember in the um, classical music episode, my microphone sounds really bad because of my audacity settings. But uh, these people are making like massive production sort mm. of podcasts in a podcast network and they're recording off a laptop. And I know because my the microphone that I've got f- to record this podcast is 97 Australian dollars, which is like $70 american and it's just like oh my god like audio is like everything to me so when like podcasters just think like oh hey guys um you know just bear with me and it's like the worst thing ever i just can't stand it yeah i totally Mm. agree like either take a mic with you or just go on amazon and order a hundred dollar mic yeah less than that a fifty dollar mic even a twenty five dollar mic and it will just sound like leagues better than your laptop. And it's just so annoying because these podcasts are sometimes, or most of the time, edited by people, like not them. It's like it would have cost them a few thousand dollars to produce the podcast, but they're recording into a laptop. It's just so annoying. So annoying. Yeah, yeah totally agree. This is also related to um, people that go on um, Zoom calls, but they don't connect <laughs> like a headphone thing. So they, they get their audio straight from the computer, which like echoes back to everyone else. So everyone else can hear their voice from their laptop. That's the worst, the worst as well. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> well, I got, I got a good one. What is a disturbing thing you wish you didn't know? Wow. Huh. Okay. I have to think about that. But if you want to start, go for it. Um, well, there's a specific condition I don't remember its name and I don't want to Google it because I really, really don't want to see it. But when the embryo develops, uh, something gets kind of messed up and it becomes this ball of hair and teeth. And that's horrifying. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, I, like, it's not really a living thing, um, but just imagine. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to keep talking about it. It's just horrible. <laughs> Hmm, trying to think of one. But again, I suppress all these things. <laughs> what are the people saying? Yeah, what are they saying? Well, I'll give you the short versions of it, but like there's one about anesthesia that doesn't always work and you just get paralyzed, but you're still fully aware. Oh, that's scary. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't had it, Me neither. but um, that's yeah, a fear. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, there's one about... Lightning McQueen's first name is Montgomery. I don't know who Lightning McQueen is. <laughs> Isn't he the car is from the Cars? Is that the car from oh. Cars? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? That's not that no horrible. No way that's Montgomery. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got one now. In the morning, doctors are way less likely to make errors than in the afternoon. So basically, let me get the stat up. It's, um, um, it's from Daniel Pink's book called... Um, when the scientific secrets of perfect timing basically he was saying like if you go in for like a surgery or something like that let's say you go into the afternoon there's such a bigger risk 
of dying on the table because of fatigue and like everything goes down like hand washing rates and everything goes down in the afternoon so he just said like as much as it's like it is just a statistic i would never go in the afternoon mm. so mm. yeah after learning about that that kind of freaks me out it's like kind of reminds me of um you know after daylight saving time after they move the clock the the incidents of heart attacks strokes and fatal car accidents all spike uh for a couple of days because everyone's a bit tired from from losing one hour of sleep ah uh, yeah he also mm. goes over that as well <laughs> that's crazy isn't yeah. it it's crazy it seems so harmless but it's it's actually evident that it kills people <laughs> a duke medical study center found that mistakes made by anesthesiologists that cause harm to patients increase later in the day the predicted probability of harm is three times higher for cases that start at 3 p.m um, which is one percent than for those starting at 8 a.m which is 0.3 percent hmm. which is totally understandable like they're people it's just it's, it's frightening it's disturbing <laughs> um well there are a couple of interesting things in in that thread Like spiders could eat all humans in one year if they work together. Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. That cockroaches eat eyelashes and dust mites live inside of every pillow that you own. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Oh, I didn't want to know the pillow <laughs> yeah. one. I have another question. If you guys could go on a vacation anywhere right now, where would you go and what would you do? Hmm. I would go to Yangshuo in um, China. sort of like a um, small village town in China. Very relaxed. They have about 100 bubble tea places, only about 200 shops. So it's roughly 50% of shops are bubble teas. Um, they do have an Apple store, actually. They're like <laughs> three hours, four hours isolated from like anywhere else, but they have an Apple store, <laughs> of course. And they only have a couple hotels, but it's just a very nice place to be at night because there's this like... Um, the lighting is sort of just like from all the signs on the street and it's very small and um, it's a very nice place to be at night so and also during the day you can go for a walk and basically cover the whole city in an hour so it's um it's a really nice kind of area that's where I'd go cool cool never heard of it I just gave you a um, picture of young shore on this looks oh, amazing wow, yeah look at those mountains they're so yeah sharp Steve. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Barry? I would go to Australia to grab a drink with Peter. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you in Yangshua. Okay, that's, that's a good compromise. I think it's kind of <laughs> in the middle. No, but really, Barry, if you could go anywhere right now. Well, I can give another, another one, but, but that's a valid choice, I think. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. We just went, a group of 10 friends, to Greece um, a couple of years back, and... just chilled for for about a week and it was just so much fun you know just traveling a bit drinking a lot hanging i would just definitely want to do it again maybe not sure if you if greece but definitely some some place um nice with a beach yeah i the, the place i'm thinking of is a place you and i have been in together barrio i'm thinking about isla mujeres in mexico yeah i wouldn't mind going to something that's like that and not that specifically because we've I've been there already but like I'm thinking of I don't know an island in the Caribbean in Mexico or somewhere like that I could just spend the days 
hanging out, wake up in the morning, go scuba diving in the Caribbean, you know, which is supposed to be amazing there. Spend the whole day on a hammock on the beach, reading books and stuff. There's great food there. And basically, the vacation I'm thinking about, I don't know, I, I, this is what I want. I want to have all the free time in the world so that, like I said, I could spend all the day on the beach. And then in the evenings, just, you know, watch movies, listen to albums, read books. Basically, the stuff we're doing for this podcast. Like, my perfect vacation, I'd still record an episode every couple of weeks with you guys. Cool. If there are no more handshakes, what would possibly replace it? I'm actually a big fan of handshakes because in high school, we sort of had like a ladsy group <laughs> and we just, even in like grade 10, we settled into doing handshakes, like just proper handshakes very early on. So I don't know. I've sort of got used to it and we sort of do it semi-sarcastically. So every time I do a handshake with someone, like I'm doing it sarcastically. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, it's like I feel a little bit like an, an imposter so but I kind of like it it's it like I do like them so it's a shame to have to give it up but if I have to give it up I would say it would have to be a bow like a long bow like three seconds huh I would really love it if instead of handshakes like everyone would do not, not sarcastically but you know the finger guns and the wink like, <laughs> how do you do them? Not you know, that's actually though. the first re- response, or or maybe the top one in in that thread. Finger guns. Oh, cool. <laughs> Listen, it'll start sarcastically, but after a while, people will get used to it, and we'll just do it seriously. It'll it'll become the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. What do you think, Barry? You want to do that Irish river dance with the uh, kicking and? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's too much time. I think it needs to be like short and um, and precise. Yeah. Um, so what I I wonder about that question is if it's like with no contact at all or just not a handshake. I think it's going to be no contact. Yeah. So well, I think you could like do a foot shake or something, but couldn't be touching like hands. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I thought. Definitely couldn't be like touching faces. That's just, yeah. no. <laughs> By the way, reply number 2 is tongue kiss. Imagine tongue kissing your boss, your colleagues, <laughs> your dad, even when you get to meet your president. Then everyone is, is replying stop. Why oh god, why did I have to read this? Imagine if it'd be <laughs> instead of tongue kiss like Eskimo kisses. These are cute. They're, although you wouldn't want to get so close to Definitely to not. People you just met. <laughs> I think like um, like handshake is is kind of cool. Instead of a handshake. Yeah, like like you know you just bump your your feet and and just you know oh. like one time from the from the left and one time from the right and that's it. That's a that's a cool shake. Like um, feet bumps. Yeah, feet bumps. Instead of fist bumps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here some someone actually call it. It, it they call it foot taps. Foot taps. Yeah, I can I can see the world getting used to that. Uh, that, that kind of makes sense. Okay, so I have another suggestion. Imagine that every person get to do his own kind of sign, and and that's kind of like how you greet someone else, and they have to accept it and, oh. and answer it and answer it with their own sign, and you get like something that is your own and kind of, and it's yours. But what you do need to do is somehow uh, think that you're going to do that sign. Otherwise, it's it's gonna be a bit weird yeah i really like that idea but i'll know i'll end up with the finger guns and i, I like that 
<laughs> so okay so maybe the signal to do it is to bump your feet like you you bump your feet and then you do the your sign so like puck and then with the guns right yeah maybe you don't need a sign though because like you don't need a sign to handshake you know like it's just something we get used to and we do without really thinking you know maybe when you see something you'll just hey hurry and, and that's it yeah well lately I've actually been doing unironic things peace signs oh really yeah when i ride like my electric skateboard so you kind of zoom past people so it's no time to do a bow like a lot of the time i just do like a peace sign because it feels very skater like like that's what a skater would do so i like um, that they feel kind of not too it is it's it's very easy yeah yeah it's very it's very good i, I would like recommend it. you try it Hmm, I like it. Makes you feel very Ringo Starr as well. Which is always an advantage. <laughs> always. <laughs> cool. So this has been fun. Uh, I'm really glad we did this. And uh, I don't know if we've learned a lot of dark secrets about us. Uh, and anyway, thank you, Peter. And thank you, Barrio, for staying true to our goal. And thank you, the listeners at home, for helping us along the latest stage of our quest. We hope that you join us again next episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We all. Peace. In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood out from the bunch, and it was The Amazing World of Talking Shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is definitely not being not focused on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And so go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international. International. Very, yes. very well. So tune in. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. See you there.